0: A divorce.
1: We, are a divorce. we are not
0: getting
1: a divorce. Good actor. <laughs> like his music. A divorce.
0: Welcome to the Super Divorce Supercast. I'm <coughs> Nick Villar's a vocalist. <coughs> Bob's coughing. I'm Bender the drummer. <sighs> I'm Bob. I play guitar and I was just choking on something. Coffee. Mhm. I was drinking a little too fast because I wasn't sure that we were starting right away, but That's okay I now was it's caught off guard, off balance. Well it gives the intro to the show some flavor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you won't get that every time. Now that you say that the listeners will think it's staged. Yeah. He, he was coughing just to get a cheap laugh Hey when we start the show cheap Why don't you cough life. Just start coughing as soon as we hit record That's not even professional That's not even cool man We're not professional
1: No, no not really Speaking but, of not being professional Dale is not here again today But that's no, alright It's not Dale's fault no. this time Dale. This time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this time it's my wife's fault
1: I'm sure so. some of you guys know Dale is The tattoo artist in the band, and he got double booked today. Double booked. So he's unable to attend. I myself just want to preface the podcast with I will be cutting out a little early to pick up my tattoo artist girlfriend who gets off work and has a broken down car. Well, That's cool. It's just all kinds of craziness up in here.
0: But I'll be here throughout the duration of the show, and so Bob... I got to cut out early because of the staple gun. <laughs> Bob's holding a I'm, staple gun. I picked gun up a staple found. gun. Every yes. time I see a, a staple gun like this, for the listeners, you can't see, but staple gun. It's an old-fashioned one with a nice handle and places for your fingers. And uh, this always makes me think of the Home Alone films. Yes, I, I was, was to, going to say that. That, yeah. was, that was my guess. <laughs> I thought that's what you were thinking of. Yeah. Uh, Good old Daniel Stern, yeah. uh, taking the staples to the to the nose, yeah. to the schnoz, and then obviously the penis and wherever. Daniel else. Stern and Joe Pesci would have died several times. <laughs> over. <laughs> well, there's <laughs> there's a web series called Honest Action Movies, um, and it's from the same people who make Honest Trailers, which are fucking hilarious. hilarious. It's a um, it's a channel on YouTube called Screen Junkies, um, which I've been obsessed with lately because their content is just so funny. Um, and they also do honest video game trailers yep. now, which are really good. But they have honest action movies, and what they do is they pick apart action movies and say what would have really happened to the character you know, in real life had they actually taken this fall or... Been shot in this certain place, and it'll tally how many times they would have actually died <laughs> <laughs> throughout the movie. <laughs> I watched one of like the Die Hard movies, and John McClane. how did be... I know you were gonna say Die Hard? <laughs> like, well, of all should... the movies, it's Cause just like,
1: alright, yep, Die Hard's probably the one. The
0: injuries he sustains are so ridiculous, and he just gets up and walks out. It's like he should have died. Somewhere around 39 times. The <laughs> well, they, the they, first they couldn't do movies. Jackie Chan movies because he actually... Like, Always <laughs> died. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a couple times. If you think he should have died, um, he, he really did Right, right. That's you know. true. Yeah, and if, um, if you ever want to see a really good uh, breakdown of some of Jackie Chan's best action scenes, uh, James Rolfe from uh, Cinemassacre actually... Does some really good breakdowns of the different scenes and you know how it impacted him when he first saw him and what they actually did practically to and what a, what actually happens to Jackie Chan because <laughs> it's like well he fell through all these plates of glass and almost died but and electrocuted and <laughs> yeah burned <laughs> um, oh real quick uh, here's something for you. You can listen to this podcast every Saturday evening. It might be late on Saturday, but uh, we will get a new one up there every Saturday. Um, you can do that at www.superdivorceme.com slash supercastme, or you can also just search for Super Divorce Supercast on uh, iTunes. Um, and if uh, you're friends with us on Facebook, too, we usually just share the link from our from our Facebook page and also from the uh, the Divorce Club page. So we do, we do. You can, uh, you can share it that way as well. If you're a listener and you think your friends would like the show, you can click share and send it around the old internet before it gets shut down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which is the probably going to happen. Yeah. Soon. So, well, it, Is that what you're saying? Donald Trump said uh, he was going to consult Bill Gates about getting the, the internet shut down so that Isis couldn't make plans. Oh, okay. On the internet anymore. That's all we need to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that simple. <laughs> just turn off the internet for yeah. a few. Turn, turn it off. Go outside, ISIS. (laughs) Get off the internet. Get some fucking exercise. Get off Fallout 4 and Pornhub. Yeah. And go outside. uh, Play a little kickball and maybe you won't uh, have any energy left to be terrorists. If you're in ISIS and you're sitting there in Afghanistan in a cave playing (laughs) Metal Gear Solid 5, just turn off the system and go out in real Afghanistan. And play Metal Gear Solid 5. Right. Well, I don't know if they have horse do they have horses? Yeah. They got horses. Yeah. They got horses. Get on your horse. Don't or if you can't afford a horse, I'm sure you can find a camel somewhere. and Or, or you, you can, can always have it. one of your friends <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, get on all fours and yeah, always just... Piggyback ride you around. Pretend. Or, yeah. Make-believe. <laughs> just go play. Do it bareback. Who cares? <laughs> yes. You're ISIS. What would... The world would be a different place if people just went outside and played. It? <laughs> yeah. Like if you get home from work as a banker, yeah, and it's and like you just go have out and recess? play, <laughs> <laughs> and like all your neighbors are outside playing, you know. Awesome. That just would be awesome. Just grown adults playing cops and robbers on yeah. bicycles and shooting hoops and yeah. I used to look forward all day to getting home from school, especially when I didn't have sports going on or anything. I'd love just going out in the driveway and shooting some hoops, you know. We would always, even uh, if it was by myself. In my neighborhood, there were oftentimes uh, tackle football games, ah. and uh, we would play at the uh, big field at the elementary school nearby, <coughs> but in those days, you had to get your starting group of maybe like you and your best friend, mm-hmm. and then you would walk to all the other kids' houses in the neighborhood and, and knock on crew. the door, and can Chris come out, you yeah. know, that kind of <laughs> stuff, and then your group grows larger and larger as you go along, and yeah. you don't get that anymore. know, nope. You won't have that. People are afraid when you knock on somebody's door; it'll be uh, a terrorist. <laughs> There's a terrorist. Every That's third every Ohio. third house is an ISIS member. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Let's uh, why don't we talk about us for a few minutes and mm-hmm. what's going on mm-hmm. in, the, in the band right now. I don't think we have done that. Usually we go off on a tangent at the beginning of the show. And Usually we, yeah. Bob goes off on a tangent at the beginning of the show. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't been listening to the podcast this time around. I just I feel so good about it when we lay it down. I, yeah. I don't feel like it's necessary to go back. It's like when people ask uh, certain actors, do you ever watch your own work? <laughs> like, no, not really. Shiloh Buff did. Yeah. You see my shit? I, Yeah, I, I've seen uh, a, a little bit. The that I, alone yeah. are totally... Or they make Shia LaBeouf that much better. Yeah, I, think he, no, I, I, I think he's wonderful. Yeah, he's, yeah. I, he's, a, he's a good man yeah. for sure. I saw him on Ellen recently. Oh yeah, well, it was a clip from 2014, but uh, she asked him about the whole bag on the head thing, and he apologized. <laughs> he said uh, he said basically I was in the midst of a deep existential crisis, <laughs> and uh, I didn't know what I was doing. So he, he apologized and he did this thing where he rented out a space and he let people come in like one at a time. They had a long line of people waiting outside and one person at a time could come into this room where he was sitting at a desk and he described it as having a bunch of implements laying in front of him, <laughs> random objects uh, people could like prod him with or you know just do whatever they wanted to Shia LaBeouf. And yeah. he said he was expecting people to come in and do some nasty things, and he said it was very, uh, it was very um, eye-opening because most people were really nice and uh, just came in and uh, said nice things to him. And <laughs> <laughs> Keep your head up, Shia.
1: Yeah. You know? Well, now he's apparently his next thing is like for so long, I don't mean, know, like a week or something. His his like personal email and like his agent's personal email. And, like, even his phone number or something are supposed to be available to the public. <laughs> so you can just, like, call and talk to Shia LaBeouf.
0: I remember they did that with Jonah Hill one time, and I I called him, and I, I couldn't get through. It was they, kind of disappointing. They, uh, I remember Tom Green threatening uh, Glenn Humplick with that. <laughs> We're like, every show he was going to reveal another number from <laughs> Glenn Humplick's home phone number. <laughs> Poor Glenn. Oh, man. Yeah. You got it pretty bad. If you uh, missed out on the Tom <laughs> Green show, um, I guess I would, I think I was in maybe like seventh or eighth grade when it first mm-hmm. came on, but it was all the rage. Yeah. I think there are so many kids reason. now who don't know who he is that he could probably come back yeah, a man <laughs> on the street again. He that, could. That stuff. Go to like a college town. Yeah. Um, and a I, lot of people probably wouldn't recognize him. Probably not. He's... Uh, You know, we would, but I think he's aged enough, and also, like you said, he's been somewhat out of the spotlight long enough to where that that kind of format would work for him. Yeah. His celebrity hasn't ballooned up over the years or anything. It's probably mostly diminished. Maybe try the old uh, poop on the end of the microphone (laughs) interview. (laughs) Well, he's always, on his Facebook, he's always posting things from that era, so... It's not like he's like, well, that was my past. Now I'm a serious comedian. Yeah. It's It's not like that. He, I think he's definitely got an affinity for his old work, and I think we'll we'll we won't have seen the last of uh, Mr. Green. <laughs> no, I heard uh, Paulie Shore on Bob and Tom last week, and he said that uh, this uh, spring 2016 he will be going on tour with uh, Tom Green and Harlan Williams. Nice. That's <laughs> amazing. I know yeah. Tom Green and Harlan Williams are best friends in real life, so that's pretty pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I love me some Harlan Williams. And uh, go ahead and throw the weasel in there. Yeah. Go check out some <laughs> live comedy yeah. next spring. That would be interesting. Anyway, to... we're going to say what's going on within um, <laughs> the, with the band. Man. Yeah. Um, what is going on with us? We just booked another show for... Oh. ...January 16th. No. No? No, no. that's not happening. No. No, Damn. no they just, uh, uh, Drew messaged me oh. um, yesterday, I believe, and uh, he said that they had spoken with another band they were playing with in Dayton, mm-hmm. and they were all drunk, and uh, promised they would let them on that show, and then uh. he forgot about it. <laughs> So and that's why he offered it, it to us. us. And then I think the other band kind of reminded him uh, of their offer first. And he was like, oh, shit. So yeah. um, uh, he said he would rather have us on the bill. But <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully that other band doesn't listen to this podcast yeah. and hear that. I don't know who it is. <laughs> well, I feel like we're, we've are we become pretty decent pals with them. I think it yeah. was like a one-off show they did and just palling around a little bit threw yeah. that offer out to them. But uh they are going to get us another show. So. Yeah, we'll have one coming. Well, you'll see us soon. Um, other than that, we're uh, we're patiently uh, going through the mixing process of the album, and uh, should have that uh, finished relatively soon. Um, as far as mixing is concerned, that it gets shipped off to be mastered and all that good stuff. So, yeah. probably early 2016 for the for the album mm-hmm. release. Uh and uh <clears throat> Bender and I uh got social last evening and we did get social went last out evening to uh or went out to invade downtown Dayton uh <laughs> went to the Dublin pub mm-hmm. in Dayton they're having a wonderful little Star Wars uh charity event right Yeah so. it was uh,
1: well they were celebrating the, the new movie coming out but also uh they were having a toys for tots uh collection. There was a Star Wars themed pub band. Uh, was... you got some good video of playing the
0: Cantina song. Yeah.
1: They they played the Cantina song on like traditional like Irish instruments. Like mm-hmm. a cello and a clarinet and a little I don't know, fiddle or something and then like a you know, bongo drums. Like it was super fun. The the guy playing cello, by the way, was dressed in full fledged Wookiee costume. Nice. Like, yeah. uh, the only thing you could see was his painted fingers playing the <laughs> cello.
0: And because it's already, like, 60 degrees in Ohio right now, inside of the pub with all those people, it was probably at least, like, 70 I, or 80. That got inside probably, that suit, he was probably looking at about 110 degrees. He <laughs> just, probably lost 30 pounds. Yeah. Like, that was insane. Yeah. But he stuck with it
1: all yeah. night, just jamming. It
0: was awesome I to never me. saw him take any, any of the... Garments off. I did not either. He was in full, full on chewy mode the whole time. But then we headed over to Blind Bob's. Well, no, first we went to Club Vex. Vex, that's right. And we walked in as we're walking up the stairs. I started to smell just like this, just uh, overwhelming amount of marijuana. Oh yeah, and it's like oh, someone out here has been smoking. It wasn't outside. It was inside the club. Because when the door opened, it was just like whoosh. Yeah. (laughs) It was, like, Snoop Dogg level. Yeah. Um, Just, like, open the door, and there was no one inside the club. Not a soul. And the uh, Friday nights have traditionally been goth night at uh, Club Vex for as long as I've um, known about the place. So, years and years. And, uh, you know, so it was, like, 11.15, and we walked in, and some guy, like, walked straight towards us. And just, like, sorry, we're not open yet. And I was like <laughs> Okay, it's no 11, problem. 15. Yeah, I was like turn around and left and yeah, I'm thinking So you walked, but the door, yes. the door was open. The door was yeah. open. The door was walked in, but they weren't open yet. Yeah. Right. We walked in but it was like you walked into some place you shouldn't have gone. Yeah. But they gave you no reason to believe that they were yeah. not open other than the fact that from the street it didn't look like there was anyone inside. And I was thinking, Oh, it's a very slow night for them for some yeah. reason. What time did you head in? Like 11.15. We're not open yet Yeah. at 11.15? Yeah, yeah that's what it, mm-hmm. that was. The- so, I, I don't know. My guess is they never opened last <laughs> I mean, night. Probably just uh, smoked weed. Smoked weed and uh, drank the club alcohol. That's probably what they were doing. <laughs> Maybe so, uh, people just went in there and killed the owners and took over the place. I don't and- know. If you're so if you good. own Club Vex and you're listening right now, you should probably be worried about your business because <laughs> <laughs> it didn't seem like they had your best interests at heart last mm-hmm. evening. Um, yeah, but then after that we walked over to Blind Bobs. Yeah. And uh Yeah, at
2: there was Blind a Bobs.
1: We ran into a photographer friend, mm-hmm. acquaintance of mine, I would say, who has taken some very good model-quality pictures of my girlfriend. Which sounds kind of weird to say. Like, oh, this dude's totally taking pictures of my girlfriend. But he's super cool. Yeah. Borderline gay, even though totally not. But he's mm-hmm. also a dancer, so he's just very flowy and expressive. Awesome guy, though. And then we also ran into a old friend of Nick's who happens to print things.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it was a good night of uh, networking, Yeah, which, uh, yeah, I guess that happens when you go out and talk to people. We also sometimes. bought beers
1: for a homeless guy.
0: Yeah, we bought uh, we bought two beers for uh, uh, Crackhead Phil. Yeah, Crackhead Phil. <laughs> local celebrity over there on 5th Street in the <laughs> Oregon District. So, yeah. You, he uh, called us nephew. We were his yeah. nephews. Yeah, last and night. And
1: everyone that gave him a cigarette was his niece. <laughs>
0: yeah um, it's a good time which you might think it's uh enabling but i don't think if you would have seen crackhead phil you would know that uh it doesn't matter at this point (laughs) um i don't think there's any getting off the streets for for that man uh, and i don't and i don't think and i don't
1: want to like put that in a horrible context no it's just kind of like you know what yeah it's like It's 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 a very bad situation, but this man is a local celebrity within the Oregon district, and people buy him beers and give him cigarettes, and you know you know. Speaking of which, I didn't know the the man. Did you notice the old man sitting at the table directly behind us when we were at the Dublin Pub? Yeah. Apparently, that gentleman is also homeless, and has been sort of kind of adopted by the pub and he just sort of wanders in and sits down and just people just buy him beers all night however you know whatever he wants or how, sometimes people buy him dinner sometimes people you know
0: hey it's, it's another way of living so yeah. if you can get by uh doing that <laughs> i'm gonna look down on you whatever you know Crackhead
1: Phil didn't ask for money. He did no, wanted he, didn't. Beer.
0: he asked for beer and cigarettes. Yep. He was very upfront about what he wanted, and he <clears> seemed <throat> happy as fuck about it, too. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, there you go. I'm not gonna judge. Nope. Not gonna judge. If
1: Crackhead Phil's there again, I'll buy him
0: another beer. Yep. Make it a tradition. I think he would prefer it if he bought him crack. Um... I don't know, but I don't sh- I don't want to go that route. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, not gonna, I'm not comfortable buying crack. So you do so. draw the line at some <laughs> yeah. point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're not going to feed his habits. Geez. Yeah. <laughs> well, you give him beer and cigarettes, I mean, you might as well buy him some crack. Well, he can't get in trouble with the uh, authorities for having beer and oh, cigarettes. that's true. You yeah. don't want to send him off to the, to the clink to the slammer. Yeah. Like M.T. Amber. Or- yeah. 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 If your name's crackhead... Bill? Yeah, you do crack. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think maybe I, he
1: did crack though. That's uh, why he ended up on the streets and
0: now he's typically beer and cigarettes. when you do crack, you continue to do it. Well, yeah. until you're dead. I realize it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I've never I've never uh, met a crackhead so. Good on you guys for blazing a new trail into the future. Well, if you'd ever come out with us, you'd probably have Metacrack crackhead too. <laughs> Maybe you can come out next week. Yeah. We'll go and... I'm I'm here now. We'll this come. is not out. <laughs> <laughs> it's Saturday night! Uh, and we're doing a podcast. Hey, Kev, uh, you know, sometimes uh, after a long day's work, I like to come home and take a nap. And uh, sometimes, uh, you know... Sometimes, uh, I'm off on Saturday morning and then I'm off on Sunday, too, so, um... You well, know. you know what, though? Kev, we can have a I double was... sleepover. Come over <laughs> was... on Friday night and stay night on Saturday night.
1: I went out last night and then <clears throat> I got home and was up till 3 a.m. You know what time I worked today? 6 in the morning. 6
0: a.m. 6 a.m. Well, so you obviously have no concern for your own well-being. Yeah. Because so, you look well. Getting three hours sleep is not something I recommend uh, to my clients. Well, so.
1: I'm just saying, all I'm saying is, I had more fun than you last you night. You
0: should have just said YOLO, <laughs> that's all you should have said. Yeah. And that's debatable, because I had a good time last okay. night. <laughs> okay. T.T. boys. T.T. Bo- 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 boys. T.T. 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 boys. Sorry. <laughs> and white wine. <laughs> and white wine. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook year in review. US presidential election tops list of most talked about topics in 2015. Not surprising to me. Yeah. That's not surprising. Yeah, I heard about it. Not surprised. I'm about done. Look well, back. we got about another year left, so <laughs> and it's gonna get worse. You know, yeah, last
1: yeah. week you mentioned that whole. I'm just thing glad I about, don't watch
0: network TV anymore, yeah. so I don't have to see the fucking political ads. But go ahead. Last David. week
1: you mentioned that whole like, thinking that Donald Trump was a plant, and that he's just like saying more ridiculous things, you know, to get all this attention. Yeah, I think or Bob brought that up. Oh yeah, whoever. Yeah. yeah. But like, of course, you know, then I look at my news and over the past week from then until now, it's just been like every day. It's just like another person.
0: It's That's what I'm just, saying. Oh, my God. Did you see what Trump did? Oh my God. Yeah. I'm
1: like, I don't care. Yeah. Stop talking about it.
0: I'm telling you, it's helping. I think it's going to help him. Mm-hmm. And I, I, But I had to share the one video. Yeah. yeah. I think the, the funny stuff is funny. I think at this point, there's nothing else he can really say for me to make, to really get a reaction to where I'll have to... You never to, got a reaction out of me to begin with. I just,
1: like, never wanted to hear about it.
0: <laughs> well, what I told Nick about it was, you know, there's one hand where you want to ignore the guy because he's obviously feeding off of the the attention, whether it's negative or positive. But then there's, you know, a natural inclination to want to spread the word about how evil this person is and how... We can't possibly let this asshole get into power, you know, because yeah. then we're, then we're just idly sitting by and watching our country just, you know, delve headfirst into fascism. So it's I guess like, I
1: just, I guess I just have more faith in people's common sense yeah. than yeah. I really should.
0: Well, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's a day by day battle. You know, you meet some people who, you know. Have a really good head on their shoulders, and then the next day you read a couple comments on those Trump posts where people are defending the guy. I unfollowed a couple people today. Well, I've already. News feed. My problem is, I I don't. You know, what I should do is keep those people around so I can have a healthy debate with them, but I haven't. Yeah. Uh, It's (laughs) hard. Once you've burned enough bridges. I got, I got in a little bit of a political debate with uh, the guy from high school that I ran oh, into yeah. last night. Oh, yeah. I was overhearing
1: that. Yeah.
0: Some of the... Of course,
1: as I've said before on the cast, I'm not very educated, so I don't really jump into debates, but some of the stuff I heard him saying, I was kind of just like, nah, yeah. no,
0: I don't agree with that. Yeah. At all, mm-hmm. really. But that's okay. Still a
1: nice guy. Yeah. He's a
0: great guy. We don't have to agree on everything. <clears throat> I think the them? the easiest way for me to relate to a conservative would be if that person was a libertarian. Yeah. I'd have to jump over the the traditional conservatism and then the tea baggers and get to the libertarians because mm-hmm. I think their idea of conservatism is the closest thing to to it making sense. Yeah. Um, and not to mention. I've been watching a lot of Parks and Rec, and uh, Ron Swanson uh, has been has been really uh, inspiring me to not only regrow my mustache, but also uh, reconsider my view of big government. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I just love his attitude when they're you know the auditors come in and they're you know gonna gut the place, and he's just getting the biggest hard on about it. Like, <laughs> How about Roy Jones Jr., professional boxer? Pro, yeah, professional boxer loses by way of knockout to Enzo Macaronelli. Okay, so two surprises there. Roy Jones is still alive, and Roy Jones is still boxing. So, but it's, the fact that he got knocked out does not surprise me because <laughs> I was, my dad was watching him box in the 90s when we were watching Michael Jordan play basketball, so i so imagine- you thought he was dead? Well, I didn't think he was dead, but I know he, he's... The more I've found out about him in life, the more I kind of don't like him. I know he does, like, dog fighting and all that shit, but he does it out of the country to keep it on the down low and stuff. It's, he's not a good person, so... Uh, I'm glad he got his ass kicked and, uh... <laughs> Anybody who does dog fighting can lick my balls, so... Actually, they can't. Unless they don't want to. Then they can. (laughs) Um, The Little Mermaid. (laughs) Aerial character in live-action adaptation will have blonde hair, actress says.
1: Boo! (laughs) Now this is, we, we talked about this once before, <laughs> Chloe Grace Moretz is supposed to play her, right? You can't
0: dye the fucking girl's hair red, I mean... Yeah, I agree with that. that it's not that, the, I mean, it's not like a racial thing, it's like, if she's a white girl and she's playing Ariel, easy, easy dye... give her she red hair. Easy dye job. Yeah, it so. seems like an easy fix. Uh, I wonder why they're doing that. It it's an interesting choice. Ew. Oh, are no. people... Who fucking cares? Are people... <laughs> it's not like I'm gonna see it. <laughs> are people prejudiced against redheads? People, they still? don't have I souls. Uh, I don't believe that. That's that's a myth.
1: Uh, I don't know. The one redhead I dated didn't have a fucking soul. I'll, I'll agree <laughs> with that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
0: <I'm, laughs> who, I don't know who we're talking you about. You don't, because <laughs> you never met her. Oh, my bad. But she doesn't okay. have a soul, that's for sure. Well, how about... I don't have a soul either, so... Yeah, but I like you. Here's a good one. Pizza Hut. Woo! Restaurant chain creates degree program at Manchester Metropolitan University. So you can major in Pizza Hut. (laughs) (laughs) Well, while I will say that Pizza Hut's not my favorite pizza, of course, uh... It is a good pizza.
1: When was the last time you had
0: pizza? Uh... Uh, it's been a couple years. I uh, We played a, a little acoustic set at uh, at the wine cellar up the road here. Mm. and uh, That was the day that the dude who booked the show didn't show up to his own show. Oh, and was, he, yeah. Uh, that was my playing. first show with you guys. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that night, I was so, so, so hungry. There was nothing to eat anywhere. And this was before I started carrying protein around with me everywhere I went, and they were serving, like, super thin crust pizza. Oh, yeah. Like and New York, York uh, style?
1: Like big slices? Or no, just, just like just very thin.
0: tiny little personal pizza. Ah. And I remember looking at you guys and being like, if you tell anyone like, <laughs> that I fucking ate this, <laughs> you'll die. But now that it's been a few years, I feel more comfortable about uh, coming clean about that. Not to mention... I am completely, I'm not off the wagon as far as diet is concerned, but I am bulking up big time, so I've been eating pancakes and bread, and Ivy found this pancake mix that's called like, uh, it's called Power Cakes, Uh has uh, 25 g's of protein per serving, 100% whole grain, tastes even better than Bisquick, in my opinion. And I'll throw a little maple syrup on there. We gotta have maple bold. syrup, right. but remember, there's and only so much butter. left. So yeah. yeah. sharing <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, we got the tiniest little maple syrup from Target. Yeah, and the, the thing said it's only one serving, but it's seriously, we've used it like 50 times. <laughs> like if you, if this was one serving, you're in trouble because it was like 88 grams of sugar and 88 carbohydrates and. But if you get like fifteen uses out of it, then you're fine. But uh, Remember, pancakes, yeah. one of the best. And go light on your maple syrup. Yeah, uh, you then, don't you don't need a ton of it, you know. No. Uh, and go, uh, throw a little butter on there, a little grass-fed butter. Yeah. Woo. Or a little uh, vegan or vegan mayonnaise, vegan oh, butter. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you got <laughs> some mayo. <laughs> on <you>. <laughs> <laughs> mayo on your <laughs> vegan butter though is is very good. Ivy got some of that, so... We got one more TT boy here. Uh, Harrison Ford, actor responds to Donald Trump's comments about his film Air Force One. Yeah, I read that, and uh, I know we just talked about not giving Donald Trump any more attention, but it's, it's a pretty funny quote. It's just, uh, I think Donald Trump said something like, we need a president who would act like that, you know, to defend the country... And uh, Harrison Ford responded by saying, "It's just a fucking movie." <laughs> 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 like, fucking just imagine him saying that in the most deadpan, <laughs> yeah. uninterested. It's just a fucking movie. I want Harrison Ford to run for president. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> I feel like he'd have the Ron Swanson approach, where he yeah. just tell people, "Well, that's your fucking problem," you know? Yeah. Uh, there's part of me that, that likes that that uh, idea that, you know, a self-reliant society where we all just kind of bust our asses to be good at what we do, and but then there's the other side of me that knows that there are circumstances out of your control that can put you on your ass, and having a strong centralized government with some programs to help you get back on your feet is, is a good thing, so... I don't know how you can marry socialism with libertarianism, but, uh... <laughs> Speaking of Harrison Ford, I saw this I I have seen that, yeah. <laughs> I like the Ford Focus one. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen this? I've not. We're looking at, uh, some pictures of Harrison Ford here. Uh, you've got the Ford Escort, where he's being, uh, escorted by a police officer. <laughs> <laughs> looks like, uh, I don't know what happened there. Uh, Ford, Ford Mustang, he's riding a horse. Yeah, so. yeah, uh, with David Letterman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ford Escape looks like the scene, the, the famous scene from The Fugitive. Where he jumps off the yeah, um, big pipe with the water. Ford Fiesta, we, we look at Harrison Ford pouring some shots of uh, vodka. Looks <laughs> like maybe some Grey Goose. Ford Explorer, of course, is just a picture of him as Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Ford Fusion is him in the uh, the, the, uh, carbonite. Yeah, the carbonite, carbonite there. In, uh, Empire. And, Empire strikes back. And then the Ford Focus is also another one of him as Indiana Jones, right before he's getting ready to exchange the idol for the, the little bag, of, bag sand. of sand. Yeah, so hilarious. <laughs> Good meme. Yeah, Good that's meme. a dank meme right yeah. there. Real dank. Mm-hmm. For some reason... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I told Ivy about this the other day, not to get off in meme territory, but um, there was a Will Smith meme, and it was uh, BMX related. There's obviously something called a Smith grind in BMX and in skateboarding, but... Uh, it's a person riding a BMX bike with Will Smith's head photoshopped on him, and it asks the question, Will, Will Smith, Smith? <laughs> Will. And then he do, he performs a Smith grind, and it says, uh, it answers its question, it says, yes, Will Smith, Will Smith. <laughs> so, Will, Will Smith, Smith, yes, Will Smith, Will Smith. <laughs> It's like the, uh, the Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo thing. Buffalo, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Will, Will Smith, Yes, stuff like that. Will Smith, Will Smith. This is unfortunate. Uh-oh. The, uh, our show notes, the little setup, our itinerary here uh-huh. is uh, gone. Okay. It's... <laughs> For some reason, it has erased about half of it Okay. on on the uh, my phone. I don't know why oh, that no. happened. So now we just have to try and remember what we
1: did. Well, next is Super Divorce Don't Know Shit. Yeah. And then it's Comics Corner. Then it's Movies. Then Wrestling. Then it's res- Video Games. Video Games. Then Wrestling. wrestling then, uh, boom. back to trending topics for a minute if you feel like it, and then, yeah. then sign off.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So. Well, why don't we just skip to sign
0: yeah. off? No, okay. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Bender has about 15 minutes left. Yeah. Let's. Oh no, we, nice we forgot about minutes. artist searchlight. Artist searchlight. Oh, stroke. Wait, what? Artist,
1: artist searchlight. searchlight. Artist searchlight. That's, that's
0: the only thing we forgot. That's pretty good, though. Yeah. Yeah. Search. I have one in my head, but violent who? If you go, I was gonna say Circus Survive. But okay. Violent Femmes. I to them earlier today. About you, Nick. Um, uh, oh, should your for all. <laughs> I was trying to think of, like, uh, like a 70s guy. Okay. Maybe, like, uh, John Fogarty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, like here. Bender, I said Circa because of, I've been well, listening oh. to them. But. Well, here. Let's do this. Um, we'll go around. Okay. This Maybe we can do it this way from now on. All right. So... You're going to talk about John Fogerty, he'll talk about Circa, <laughs> and I'll talk about the violent films. <laughs> Alright. We so have to switch, uh, switch it up. Alright. Okay, so John Fogerty is, um, is a class act. Um, I've heard a story about him. Um, at one of his shows, he actually purchased uh, an ice cream cone for every person in attendance, and they got to enjoy some nice uh, Cold Stone Creamery while they uh, watched him play his music. So. <laughs> and uh, he brought out all the classics for everybody. So Classics such as? Classics such as every CCR song ever written. Yeah. Um, I don't know any John Fogarty songs. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the song, the baseball song, Put Me In coat. Oh, yeah. I'm ready okay. to play today okay. that's just him that's okay. not credence yeah um, well that yeah that doesn't sound so like credence that's a hit okay that's uh, yeah, a hit but uh well that's good though ice cream for all of his fans it's, yes yeah so it's good job. if you ever want some free cold stone and some uh good old credence hits uh hit up a john fogarty show because he was still touring and um you know you can get some free ice cream did they all get the same flavor or was it a mix I believe uh, he he did it like this. You wouldn't pick your flavor, um, and he but he didn't only do one flavor. He put a bunch of flavors into a hat, Uh and that way, you would either either pick a flavor maybe you'd never had and be forced to branch out and try a new one, or you 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 could trade with people or you could uh, you know you could just. Find your flavor on the off chance that you pick it out of the hat. So that's yeah, that's good. That's a nice team building exercise. That's a good for way the to do it. Yeah. Circa.
1: I don't know much about Circa. Not as much as you guys do. I like the things that I've heard from them, but I have never given them the time of day and really delved into their music. Any reason? A lot of times with music, I feel like I'm just, I've got my bands, like, I've got, I've got the people that I fucking just could never get tired of listening to, and sometimes I just, like, convince myself that I don't have, like, time to devote to new people, which is silly, because every once in a while, I, I find somebody, you know, but... I like sergio I I will say the one, there is one song that I know very well, and it's because you, po- Bob, you posted it a long time ago on Facebook, mm-hmm. but it's the song I Felt Free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I believe you posted the MySpace live session. Yeah. It's, I watch that still, mm-hmm. like, to this day, because I do love that the way that sounds.
0: That MySpace transmissions, that whole performance, you know, all the songs that they did on there is... Uh, it still holds up. I was actually watching them the other day. They're really <laughs> fucking good. Yeah, I mean, they're just, they're one of those flawless, no one in the entire band messes up ever Yeah. type of bands. And just, I noticed the thing about them is that both guitar players are lead guitar players for the most part. So they're both just doing these melody and counter melodies the entire time. There's like no rhythm guitar at all. It's just yeah. two leads going on, and then Anthony Green's creamy, dreamy, you know, so vocals I should, going over top. I
1: know I should give them absolutely. Some time. Yes, i would start at the though. beginning.
0: Just go Juturna and just yeah. start because absolutely they're mm-hmm. really, really good. Yeah, it's not one of those where I wouldn't say it's an acquired taste. I think. It's impressive. Well, if you 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 consider
1: the type of other bands that I'm obsessed with, it's like, why don't I listen to them? Right. And I think
0: you'd really enjoy uh, his work with Seosin too. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a kind of, it's one
1: of those bands that I sort of just like, like missed the boat on. When I was getting into this genre and was like listening, oh, I like this band, I like this band, and pulling my, my favorites or whatever. Circa was something that, like, I knew people that listened to Circa, but I just never grabbed them and was like, let's try it, you know? The good news is, it's never
0: too late. Yep, yep. And they're,
1: and they're still, going. Yep. And they
0: still I, going. I wasn't a big Weezer fan until I was in my mid-twenties, and same with Circa. I, I, I kind of... They were a little over my head, I think. You know, I like a little bit... I used to like more of a little straightforward sound, and they're a little bit dreamy and kind of progressive, but... Once you open your mind to that, especially, um, you know, now that you're in a band and you can appreciate instrumentals and stuff yeah. along with the lyrics and stuff and what the song is about, I think it's the perfect time to give them a shot. So, so Violent Femmes, mm-hmm. Violent Femmes, I don't know much of their catalog, I know the hits, Yeah. Um, thing is, I, uh, I would hear them from time to time on the, uh, first wave station when I worked at buybacks, So they would get played every now and then, um, kind of amidst all these new wave bands and I always thought it was kind of strange because they never seemed to fit, though I do know that they're kind of from that time. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, they have an interesting sound. I don't know if they... Did they ever put out anything that was, uh, I guess, um, a little harder? Rocking with, like, full instrumental? Because it always had kind of, like, an acoustic-ish
1: feel to to it. To be honest, I don't even know. Because I listened to their self-titled album Mm -hmm. that's got all the hits on it. Your Blister in the Sun and Kiss Off and, you know, all that stuff on there. Uh, Gone Daddy Gone. Yeah. That's what I listened to. That's what I grew up with. And that's... That's it for me. Like I I know they've got a couple other things, but I've never <clears throat> branched out into that because Self-Titled is one of my top five albums ever.
0: Well, maybe I'll, uh, I'll check them out a little bit more. But, uh, I think they're the ultimate garage band. I'm not a huge fan of Blister in the Sun. Really? Yeah, but uh, the, other, the other tunes from them I've heard, I've enjoyed. Prove My Love is my favorite song from them. Wow. There's your artist search light. Yeah, Wrap I don't all know that know shit know about violent films. <laughs> so I'm sure if I heard the songs that you're mentioning, I would recognize.
1: Let it go up like I blister let in, in the, the sun. The yeah, Their bass they're player
2: they're
1: fucking tearing they're up they're an acoustic they're they're bass. They're I watched a couple of live videos today, and he's just, the whole time, just all over it. How
0: about... I like that song. How about We Don't Know Shit? Super Divorce, Don't Know Shit. About trial opens of Egypt's former agriculture minister accused of taking bribes. (laughs) This is breaking news. This is, uh... This is from today. Oh, wow. Uh, out of Cairo. Okay. So a little Egyptian. The capital of Egypt. Yeah. A little Egyptian news. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. This guy. I've saw. heard that the scandal, they're calling it Cairo-mania.
1: <laughs> I'll actually, real quick, before we jump into this, I think I'm going to bow out. Okay. I don't w- I don't want to because I don't know shit about this and I want to contribute, but mm-hmm. I gotta bow out and I look forward to hearing that all the shit you guys don't know okay. about the chi- about what it, what was it? The- Chiromania. Chir-
0: yeah. <laughs> well, they're already calling the people who follow this story closely Chiromaniacs. Yeah. And I consider myself a big Chiromaniac. Oh, me too. I've been following yeah. this one. See ya. Since See ya. The, since I read the headline the other day, I I've, I consider myself on the forefront of, of Chiromania. Well, so. this, this is very interesting, and the timing, uh, to me, it couldn't be worse for the people of Egypt. Right. Um, because agriculture, wow, just so important this time of year. Especially, Yeah, and especially in a desert nation like that, because you only get so many shots at... Uh, at your crops because of the uh the arid uh landscape yeah. um everything over there you know they don't have the leeway that we do you know with our fertile soil and our you know uh, uh state of the art uh farming equipment um a lot of it over there is is about timing and you know and when the timing's thrown off when this guy's accepted bribes you know well uh, it's it's uh you know it's here, the thing is, um, maybe you didn't, you didn't read this part of the story. Possibly not. Um, he wasn't actually accepting the bribes. He was just taking them. Taking the bri- okay. So there were bribes that were going on between other people. And he would and swoop in and just snatch bribes. the bribes away. Yeah, and then he was using all of the bribe money to fund uh, Egypt's agriculture, agricultural industry. Sort of um, like an agricultural Robin Hood. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's he really had uh, you know the Egyptian people in mind, and he was doing this uh, from a good place. But well, he I'm, just I'm glad to hear about that because the way the media is painting it is that he was accepting bribes. Yeah. In return for favors. And well, things it's a big like smear that, campaign, right? And right. Uh, you know, the it doesn't surprise me one bit that no. the media would twist that twist it like that is someone but trying to do something nice for uh, the citizens of Cairo yeah. well, the the, uh, the sweet potato shortage uh, of 2014 he you know it makes perfect sense that he would try to make up for that yeah. so for every if they only got a 50% return on their sweet potato crop last year he wants to double up this year and make sure Every child has a couple extra sweet potatoes. And this is bribe money mm-hmm. that he's taking. So it's not it's money like, that was being put into the system legally. He right. was he was taking it for uh, a good cause. Yeah. Uh, taking it black, away from a bad cause. Yeah, black market weapons dealers and yeah. things like that. And that he was would, going to use this. I, I, I actually read his deposition uh, just earlier tonight. And uh, he planned on buying just... So many different crops mm-hmm. that they could introduce into the ecosystem of, of uh, Egypt. Yeah. I think he he had bought uh, just truckfuls of uh, of uh, bean sprouts mm-hmm. and uh, some sweet corn. Which be sweet corn um, don't traditionally grow well in that arid uh, climate, but I believe he was also going to invest in uh, an extensive irrigation system. Yeah, and I think, uh, well, his theory was that, uh, you know, because things don't grow so well in the sand, Mm -hmm. um, that maybe if he just purchased as many seeds as possible, Mm -hmm. they could just dump them into a big hole and uh, cover it back up, and then uh, hire they were going to actually, uh, fly planes over every day to, uh, to drop water, water, uh, to make it, make it seem like it's grow. raining. Right. You know, um, they were going to have a fleet of planes that would fly by for about five hours at a time. Yeah. They would continue to drop the water <laughs> and, uh, eventually, you know, that something's going to grow. Yeah. Um, if you, yeah, if you can't, uh, if your climate's not working for you, you change your climate. So, and you and you plant yeah. so many seeds that it's like throwing the old dart at the the dartboard. Right. Know, Eventually, you're gonna hit something. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if you plant, yeah. So if you, um, if you have mathematicians working on the probability of it, you can uh, kind of dial in, um, you know, how many seeds per planted seed are gonna bear. Uh, food, yeah, and then you know go from there. So you grossly overbuy, yeah, and then end up with a crop that's halfway decent at the end of the season. And if you you plant billions of seeds mm-hmm. and uh, billions of different types of crops, then uh, you know at the end of a year you dig yeah. that that hole up and you're going to have a treasure trove of foods and right. uh, fruits and veggies that the people of Egypt are going to be able to. He was gonna give it away word, sort of word has market. it that the uh, the number of seeds planted actually outnumbers the uh, grains of sand in the entire desert and stars in the universe right uh, so it's which is you know there's outcries from other nations around the globe about hey why don't you share some of that with us and yeah. um, you know this man's a he's a nationalist he he really wanted to make Egypt the number one um, agricultural center of Mm -hmm. the world. And um, there's a lot of dissent around not only the Middle East, but, you know, countries all over the world. Mm -hmm. Why would you waste all these seeds if you're only going to get back, you know, a small amount? Um, But uh, he... He was steadfast in his plan. He stayed the course, and um, he, got, um, he got pinched. So and now it's not going to happen. Now, yep, they dug up all those seeds, and actually since they were in the ground already, instead of redistributing them among you know the countries that had them to begin with, they actually have to uh, throw them all in an incinerator and just yeah. get rid of them. Yeah. Because once those seeds have been in the dirt... You can't resell them, well yeah, they're dirty now, yeah, no one wants those, so they have to get rid of them and the best thing to do is just to set them on fire and yep. burn uh, them up and burn them up that. and they're going to use that uh, ash leftover ash to uh make uh Egyptian cigars, I yeah, don't know if you heard about that, but uh it's uh it's a new system they're trying out, and yeah. uh, so maybe when the next uh, Egyptian cigar that you smoke mm-hmm. might be made of the failed fruits right. of uh, Egypt's fruits, agricultural minister. Fruits, vegetables, legumes, I mean, yeah. pretty much anything you can think of. Um, so it's a, it was a modern-day Robin Hood gone wrong. Gone wrong, and now we are everyone's paying the price for it. And so. in a, a, a wicked twist of fate, the people that he was actually taking the bribes from um, have all been allowed to go free. Yeah. So, and I've heard that they've all invested in the uh, burgeoning uh, cigar industry. So really, they're just gonna end up getting all their money back ten to a hundredfold. I yeah. mean, these people are just the rich get richer. You know, yeah. that's that's easy come, easy go. So, so uh, maybe if you're thinking about trying these new Egyptian ash cigars. Uh, just give that a moment of thought before mm-hmm. you start smoking it, because this right. is, it's basically blood money yeah. that you're uh, yeah. you're engaging in. Yep. So. So yeah, and the next time somebody tells you about blood diamonds, just come back, come right back at them mm-hmm. and tell them you know about the uh, blood ash cigars yep. from uh, Egypt. So, that's what we don't know shit about. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so. Uh, we'll move on to <laughs> <laughs> We'll move on to Comics Corner. It's uh a bummer that is not here because he <laughs> said that he was just catching up on some Star Wars comics okay. from Marvel and I will do my best to relay what he had said about them. Okay. Um he said that he was uh he had some issues with the issues that he Uh-oh. had read today. Okay. Uh he uh he did not like The fact that uh, there was one particular segment, I believe, where uh, Chewie and Han are making a rescue attempt. I don't remember exactly who they're rescuing, but uh, they burst onto the scene, uh, dual-wielding lightsabers Chewie is, and uh, and Han is also sort of whipping a lightsaber around. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said he liked the fact that before this, yeah, as far as canon goes, yeah. there was only one scene in the whole saga where Han Solo had actually used a lightsaber, mm-hmm. and that was uh, on on Hoth to... Uh, right, to cut open the, the uh, tauntaun yeah. to put Luke inside it and keep him alive. Yeah, um, and he thought that uh, this new scene that they added in, which is canon now, mm-hmm. um, kind of diminished the special nature of that particular scene where right. you see him use it for the one and only time. Yeah. And uh now that's not the case anymore. Well, so there's kind of had a little complaint there. Yeah. Um I I wonder what the circumstances are of the story that forced him to have to use a lightsaber. It, yeah. I, I hope don't it know. was in a somewhat utilitarian way, yeah. not like hey, we're just going <laughs> to Try out some lightsabers yeah. today, Chewie. I've always wanted <laughs> like, to do yeah, this. <laughs> so. Wouldn't Maybe, it be cool? There's no access to any blasters, and it's all they have. Yeah, you know? I, you know, uh, not being as as diehard of a Star Wars fan as Bender, I I can accept that. Just because it's it's not in the movie, you know. Even though it's considered canon, the yeah. the comics are never going to be on the same level. Pop culture-wise, as the films are, so I guess he also mentioned uh, Luke returning to Tatooine mm-hmm. and getting in a little skirmish with Boba Fett. Okay, and he—I don't think he was a big fan of that. <laughs> so, That's uh, another, yeah, another minor little nitpick. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> but I, I can't say I don't. Again, I don't know the exact circumstances that led up to that. Right and uh i don't, I don't know. even know when this particular story is taking place in the timeline of Star Wars so i I'd, I'd have to well get obviously i up guess it would be before um, return of the jedi right but is it after hans thought out of the carbonite or before cuz that would mean it's either before empire yeah between a new hope and empire or between well, he gets thawed out in Jedi, so it almost has to take place in in between A New Hope and Empire. Yeah. You know, I would I would imagine. But that's correct us if we're wrong. Speculation. Right. I'm sure he'll let us know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's comics corner, <laughs> Because I'm still very far behind. Yeah. Uh, all of those sitting there I've not read yet. I have three stacks of comics that mm-hmm. I just It's overwhelming. Yeah. I'm thinking about cutting everything except, like, Spider-Man, Green Lantern, Invader Zim, and Saga, maybe. Mm -hmm. And maybe, I don't know, I'm sure. Because then I start thinking about it, and it's like, well, no, I don't want to stop reading Deadpool. Yeah. And then, that's the thing that they get you with. Yeah. You want to read all this shit, but then you you have so much that you buy, you can never get caught up on it. Yeah. And then (laughs) it just becomes a collection, (laughs) a menagerie of comics sitting there that I feel too overwhelmed by it to even start to crack into. Yeah. If you get into comics, consider that. Yep. You know. Maybe if you're going to get into comics, if you haven't yet, um, unless you have a bunch of free time and you can invest a lot of uh, hours into just sitting and reading, maybe only pick out one or two mm-hmm. and stick to that. And follow those guys until the writers piss you off enough <laughs> to quit one of those and try a different one. So... And yeah. then you could, uh, you know, if there's something you hear about that's really great, then you can always pick up a trade paperback, mm-hmm. uh, the collected version later yeah. on. Bob Tallman version of comics. <laughs> yeah. You know. Wait for the trade paperback and just enjoy the story and not participate in the collecting. But the collecting's cool, too. You the know? collecting's I've, fun. It's a I've fun thing. I've collected things own. in life, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, and we all collect experiences in life, too. So that's mm-hmm. another... You're, you're a collector of something yeah. out there. Yep, yeah. I'm collecting. I collected knowledge about uh, chiromania yeah. as well. So, and so I'm did all of happy you. to keep up on current events mm-hmm. by way of this podcast. <laughs> we are a very reliable news source here, mm-hmm. and uh, and totally bipartisan. So you're <laughs> gonna get you're gonna get the the facts of the matter, and it's going to be in a completely. Uh, what would you say, emotionless. Yeah. Uh, Just delivered by the book. Yeah. No opinions, just facts. Yeah. So. Just there. It's fact-based news. The real no-spin zone. Right.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. We don't even, we don't twirl, we don't spin, we don't, we don't even move. No. We just deliver the news to you guys. How about some movie news? Some movie news. Uh, Or just movies in general? Yeah. Watch anything good lately? Maybe um, rewatch something. I rewatched I don't did I talk about Monster Squad on the last podcast? I don't, I don't think, I think I did. So. Um I watched Monster Squad on Netflix, uh, which if you've never seen it and you're a fan of horror movies and comedies from the eighties, uh, definitely give it a shot. It's a great movie. I great. feel like it should be right next to the Goonies. Absolutely. And like classic eighties yeah. kids on a caper Right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's. There's not as much character development as in The Goonies. This movie is more boom, 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 this, yeah. this, this. You know, there's very little lull time. It's only an hour and 20 minute long movie. But because of that, you never feel bored at all. It's, right. There's always something going on. It's extremely self explanatory, very satisfying, very 80s, tons of cheesy music. You know the monsters look great. Practical effects are there. You know it's it's got all the check marks of a of a classic '80s movie, and it straddles that line between: is it for kids? Is yeah. it for adults? It's it's, it's PG-13, so <laughs> but there the kids in the movie are, you know, between probably ten and fifteen. Well, the little know. girl is probably like five. Right? right? Yeah. You know? <laughs> And she Dracula gets, calls her a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> so. get me that abigail, you bitch. Yeah, he Just, doesn't even say you little bitch. Yeah. Just you bitch. Yeah, yeah. You you don't think of a little girl being called a bitch. No, if you're familiar adult, with uh, if you're familiar with the movie and you know that scene, a funny story <laughs> about it is that uh, they didn't tell the little girl exactly what Dracula was going to do to her <laughs> in that scene. So, he he grabs her and picks her up, you know, and he's got her, he's squeezing her cheeks, you yeah, know. Yeah, he picks her up with one hand by her little chin and cheeks. Yeah, And uh, yeah, and, you know. Screams it in her face. Yeah. <laughs> he so. starts slow and builds, and then the bitch part is just, give me the damn, it, you bitch! Yeah. And she screams immediately, <laughs> and then he hisses at her. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but after after they shot that scene they said that uh, she like wouldn't talk to him <laughs> because she was so mad at how scary he was. Because before that yeah. I guess he would kind of joke around with the kids on the yeah. set a little bit and it was like he got super serious for it. Yeah. And <laughs> I probably would have been scared. Yeah, <laughs> like, hell yeah, Dracula screamed at you. Yeah. Even if you thought he was a benevolent uh you know adult in your life yeah five years old you know you got a short memory Mm -hmm. (laughs) especially when something like that happens yeah so but that's a classic i mean it just it holds up and exceeds expectations sometimes going back to movies from your childhood they'll let you down a lot of times but this one man it, it just really everything about it just hit exactly what it's high octane absolutely (laughs) yeah one of the one of the strongest looking werewolves i think oh yeah of of movie history honestly um when i was a kid man just the idea of that that son of a bitch chasing you around yeah the growl they give to him he's just really really fucking intimidating Uncle Rico Yeah <laughs> Is the actor Who plays The werewolf in the Yeah movie. we don't know so. What Uncle Rico's Real name is Yeah But Uncle Rico From Napoleon Dynamite Is the werewolf So Also he was in A Sasquatch game <laughs> <laughs> That guy's a good actor I, I Hope he uh, uh, Comes upon more work In yeah. his life Cause he's He's uh, He's a he's a treat to watch. Yeah, yeah. There's a he takes that Lawrence Talbot thing to the extreme. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I turned into a
2: werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, of course, we have uh, Star Wars coming out. Yeah, you, you don't really even No. It's hard to. At this point, it's less than a week away. Everything that's. Everything's come out as far as trailers and stuff. All the theories are out there, and I'm I'm just ready to see the movie. There's really I read uh, George Lucas has seen the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw this uh, this bit of news, but he watched it and said that he thought the fans are going to love it. Yeah, he said I liked it. I yeah. think the fans are going to love it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so I think it's the movie that they they all want. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not bitter. But he did say that uh, this process is going to be very difficult for him. Yeah. He said it's like getting a divorce. And, uh, (laughs) you know, that they wanted him to be more active in the creation of the film. Right. But he said no. He's like, this is... He's like, I know J.J. Abrams has a vision for this film. Mm -hmm. And if I get involved, it's going to meddle in in what he's trying to create. So I'd rather just... Completely step back and have nothing to do with it, yeah. then kind of get involved and then mess up whatever they're trying to do yeah. on their own, which I think is pretty noble and cool of yeah. him. And He's I'm sure it's passing tough. the torch to a young filmmaker with a hot hand. Yeah, it's and new... and even if he was disinterested in the franchise before a little bit, okay. I'm sure now. It's as big as it's ever been. Yeah. Bigger. It has to be. Absolutely. You know? It's huge. And, uh, so it'd probably be tough to see it reaching this peak just after you stepped aside <laughs> and it's what you yeah. created. It's like Larry know? David leaving Seinfeld. Yeah. And then seeing their last few seasons be just as good, if not better, than right. when they had him. Yeah. So, and to the people who are saying, well, now that George Lucas isn't involved, it's just fan fiction. Mm-hmm. No. Get get over it. Yeah. <laughs> Franchises like that are... The creator will always be revered, and, um, you know, he's he's the creator. It's, it's his brainchild, but that... He created something that's bigger than him. Yeah. And uh, we accepted all the extended universe stuff that he wasn't involved in, so, I mean you know knowing that he liked the film and basically gave it his blessing and everything and said the fans are going to love it yeah um i think that's a that's a good sign yeah. so um it would be nice to have had him involved in a perfect world but i i totally understand what he means you know cuz his creative mind he would want to nitpick every little thing and change things here and there and you know that could could have just turned it into a mess, yeah. you know, too yeah. many too many cooks uh, situation. <laughs> yeah, it, I think it would have uh, ended up feeling like a patchwork, mm-hmm. as opposed to, this is right. the new vision for Star Wars yeah. from J.J. J. Abrams, you and know. I, and, I heard that he basically handed over his ideas for the final three films, mm-hmm. and... You know, The word was that they just threw it all out and said, fuck that, we're going to do something else. But what really happened is they they kind of took his ideas and built off of them. Yeah. So it's a collaborative thing. I think originally the character, the main characters were going to be a lot younger. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm glad that they went the route that they did. Yeah. Because um, child actors are just so hit and miss. You know, yeah, like the, the kid who played Anakin just yeah. pissed me off. Right, like and the, it's not his boy. fault. He's no. he's a little kid at the time just doing the best he can, but Yeah. Like I just said, child actors just don't always get it right. And yeah. and if you go with you know early 20s to mid 20s to mid 30s as your as your main characters, you can get some people with maybe they don't have the big name You know notoriety yet, but they can be coached and you know helped out and stuff. And you can find people who already uh, have some chops, yeah, acting chops, and yeah, and make it a. And I, the other thing I've I've taken in about this is that it's now, it's such a collaborative effort. You know, you have the best visual effects people, the best, you know, cinematographers, the best. This, I think, what went wrong with the prequels was that it was. George Lucas's vision, the end. Yeah. There, he stopped collaborating with people because he didn't need the help anymore. He had the money, he had the vision, that was it. But, you know, uh, sometimes collaborating makes it a stronger project, yeah. you know. So um, the fact that they are sticking true to the original vision and adding to the mythos and going forward, I, I think it's going to be a... It's going to be hard to live up to the expectations, but I honestly think it will. I think really. it will I think it yeah. will surpass what yeah. people are imagining it's going to yeah. be. That's just my mm-hmm. that's my hope. Even if you ask the most skeptical, you know, butt-hurt dwellers out there, they'll yeah. say it's like what are the chances that this movie's going to be bad? Like flat out bad. Yeah. And it's like you'll hear like 5%, you know, it's and that's on the high side. Yeah. If it doesn't, please, if it isn't a masterpiece, you know, we want a good Star Wars movie. Yeah. That's, that's what you want, so. I'm and predicting. It, it's going to be one of the, another trilogy, so. Right. You're not going to get everything in the first movie. You're going to get, you know, a really badass movie that leaves it open-ended for where they go next, so you have to know that going in. I am predicting masterpiece. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? I think the cinematography alone is already just—it's some of the best set pieces and just framing and just the way everything looks. It, it's overwhelmingly amazing. Look. <laughs> yeah. And then I—I I don't know. I—I I, I'm with you. I I have this—I have this vision that it's just gonna blow me away and be a new avenue back into the Star Wars franchise, because I grew up with it and I was obsessed with it for a long time as a kid, you know, watched the original trilogy, and then saw all the new ones come out as they came out, saw them in theaters, and I didn't hate them as much as everybody else did. I, I still probably don't hate them as much, but, of course, you know, the original trilogy is is just, you know, you can't beat it, but I was one of the ones that was pretty easy on the prequel trilogy, and I thought Revenge of the Sith uh, was a really, really good movie. Yeah. Um, I thought George Lucas kind of rebounded, and really gave everybody a nice, you know, sorry about Phantom Menace, you know, because mm-hmm. Attack of the Clones was a little bit better, and then Revenge of the Sith was a real Star Wars movie to yeah. me. So I, I look forward to... Becoming reinvigorated by the franchise, and I can't wait for more video games to come out. I hope Bioware gets a Knights game. <laughs> you know, I, I just I hope that they the new extended universe is as rich and and uh, engaging as the old extended universe was because I I know that they're starting from scratch, but it, it really is a a cool thing to be right there from the beginning to see all this stuff come out so speaking of video games you're still playing fallout 4 yes I yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I i haven't been because in the past i've uh you know i've been uh able to dedicate more time to video games um so now when i get a good chunk of time it's like okay it's fallout 4 time because it's just a uh, it's one of those all-encompassing experiences that demands your full attention for hours and hours. And it just... <laughs> it's one of those games where the more you play it, the more you realize, holy shit, you know, I'm never going to be able to do all this. Yeah. But that's what's cool about it, is taking on the challenge and just going, okay, let's do this, let's get some shit done, and, you know, go going through your list of quests and just... The more you get into the main story, the more interesting it gets. But then there's a... It creates this internal struggle where... It's like, well, I have all these side missions. I I really want to level up and get some more caps and more weapons before I go off and blow my wad on the main story. So there's this constant struggle between... Do I do some fetch quests and some clearing out places quests? Or do I get into the meat and potatoes of the game and really so I try to balance it out, you know, do a few side missions and then one of the main missions and but then there's branches of the main missions where, you know, different factions are all you know, I imagine it'll all tie together in some way at the end, but you know, there's it's just you can't really there's no definitive this is the main quest yeah. at a certain point it really branches off and well side really missions are really what's uh keeping me into metal gear for mm-hmm. so long because i, I kind of take the same approach with metal gear 5 as uh, i didn't like the assassin's creed games where i try to do the side stuff as much as possible right before doing sto- like the story missions mm-hmm. and um so there are 157 side ops as they call them <laughs> and i've done 70 so far okay <laughs> and it'll it'll let you do um like a certain amount of side ops and then you won't have any more available and then you'll have to do some story okay. stuff so i always take it up until i have none left and then and then i'll do the story and then after that story mission more side ops open up okay and that's kind of yeah. how i play and then I'll, it's also good because like you said you can uh continue leveling up and yeah. you know getting nifty little gadgets that you can create and you know kind of makes the game uh tilt in your favor mm-hmm. a little bit uh when you get these pool upgrades and such yeah so and i don't I, know some people well real quick just what bothered me working at game is you'd hear people come in and they're they're talking about like uh i remember after the uh, the latest Batman game that came out when I worked there was, I guess, uh, probably Origins. It? Yeah, it would have been Origins, and you had people coming in like several days after they had gotten <laughs> the game and mm-hmm. just traded in. Like, I beat this yeah. This game's too short. <laughs> it's like I know you just went right through like Straight the main story main quest, and did that nothing. was it. Yeah, but they put all this stuff in the game so that you can have this you know kind of go at your own pace approach yeah you don't have to beat it in five hours no. you know not to mention i think developers have caught on to that bullshit yeah and with metal gear what you just explained is a cool way to get people to play the side missions and then having the side missions affect the success of the main quest yeah like they did that perfectly with Mass Effect. Yeah, it it's like, like a, if you're gonna blow through the main quest, you're gonna fucking pay for it. Yeah, if you're not gonna do side missions and and uh, strengthen up your team and everything, then you're in for a rude awakening at the end of the game. So well, you had your galactic readiness, yeah. right? <laughs> well, that, and then in the second game when you have to do your loyalty missions and yeah. everything. So, not to spoil anything, but get out there and do your side missions in Mass Effect, because yeah. if you don't, you're... If you haven't played it, that's that's the way you get the good outcome, is to really canvas everything, and that's the way it should be played. It's, you know, they... The side missions are just as rich in content and just as engaging as the main quests most of the time, so... And I feel like if you're invested in the character you're playing, like, uh, you know, sometimes you know, the side missions, if you had a, a certain view of it, you could be like, oh, I'm sick of doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. Or you could be like, man, you know, I've, I've done a lot of these kind of like uh, retrieve this guy or yeah. take out this target type of thing. But mm-hmm. um, if you're really role playing, so to speak, yeah. you can imagine this is what you'd have to do to yeah. build up your base, you know, and get crew and, you know, build your team. And so. if they made a movie about that character, this would be the the stuff that they're talking about. Like, remember that time we were in Bosnia yeah. and we did this. It's yeah. like it's the backstory, it's the you know, it, it does have its place. So yeah. don't don't skimp on your side missions and a lot of games are are doing away with a main quest at all and just having the whole thing just be open options, do yeah. whatever you want and here's a bunch of missions, so mm-hmm. um it may be overwhelming at times, but you know that when you buy Fallout Four, you know what you're in for. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't blast through the main quest straight to the end. I mean and I I know people who are playing it. For instance, my sister, and she texted me the other day, she's like, Have you done the mission for this guy yet? And I'm like, I'm still doing, you know, I'm still clearing out settlements for my factions and, you know, doing the little quests to build me up and get my, get my companions to like me and stuff. I haven't really delved fully into the main quest yet, and I just now started getting a little bit into it, a little bit more, but, uh... And man, when you start doing it, it really opens it up, and you get more side quests piled on because you meet more more characters on the way on your on the main quest, and it's just, it's wild. It's it's um, different than any other. It's definitely the without even having finished it, easily the best Fallout game I've ever played, and the most engaging Bethesda game I've played since Elder Scrolls Oblivion. I'm I'm that invested in the characters and the storyline and I saw a... your friend Jason um well our friend Jason post about getting um one of his companions to idolize him was a huge accomplishment in that game and it you really do you even though it's not quite as much as Mass Effect where everybody I mean it's like a family by the end it is you you do care about your companions and stuff and what they think of you, so... How's the music? Um, a lot of people bitched that the music was recycled from earlier Fallout games. Um, as far as what plays on your Pip-Boy and stuff when you tune into the radio stations. Yeah. But the actual in-game music that plays is phenomenal. Especially the title screen music. It's absolutely... It just... You turn the game on, and it sucks you in and gets you ready to, to jump into the, the fucking wasteland, man. It's awesome. Real quick, this will lead into the next topic pretty well, actually. Uh, I, I saw someone post earlier today um, a picture of a create a character from WWE 2K14. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was Kane but he was wearing, like, a Santa robe. <laughs> and they called him Candy Cane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Candy Cane. Candy Cane. Mm-hmm. Put him right up there with Concessions Cane. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they would bring back Concessions Cane. They should have stuck with that for a while. Yeah, yeah. That was awesome. Because they, I mean, you can't go any lower than Corporate Cane, so... No. I mean, if you're going to... Basically soil that character You might as well go the most Go the goofiest route you can And yeah. just degrade him that much just more Just around popcorn and sodas <laughs> and... <laughs> They could actually have him walk the arena yeah. Selling, you know And then every <laughs> now and then You just see him, like, in the background <laughs> Concessions Kane He's made quite a few sales tonight him <laughs> carrying around some cotton candy So Uh... Wrestling. <sighs> <laughs> um, Maybe we we need to start watching lucha re- religiously because yeah, the WWE product isn't giving us much. I well, I mean, not to mention I I just haven't been keeping up with it because of not only because of all the negative stuff I hear about it, but just because it you have to carve out a chunk in your day to watch Raw. I yeah, mean, and if you're playing Fallout Four. Which one do you want to watch the thing that people are gonna s- people are saying sucks ass <laughs> you know like raw has the worst ratings it's had ever yeah because it sucks or should I play fallout on a fifty inch 4k TV yeah I'm gonna go with fallout so that's why I've been kinda missing out on the wrestling boat a little bit but uh I know nXt has a has a pay-per-view coming up. Yeah. Um, um, takeover. So I, I will take that in. I know it's it's going to be in London, right? Yeah. So that'll be cool. You know, I might... I'll definitely catch up on NXT before I watch it, just to make sure. I know that they got Balor and um, Samoa Joe in a pretty hostile, heated feud. Yes. Um, I wouldn't say they've turned Joe heel, per se, they just made him into kind of a, a one-track, you know, I want the title and I'm willing to do anything to get it kind right. of deal. Sort of like a, a Kevin Owens kind of heel turn. Yeah. So it'll be cool to see those guys clash. And then, you know, I think NXT has the strongest tag team division in the world right now. So oh, yeah. any tag team matches that come on, I'm going to watch in NXT. It's just... Every single fucking tag team is good (laughs) right now. It's weird. It's you got you know Dash and Dawson. You got uh, uh, fucking Big Cass and uh, Enzo. Enzo and you have Gable and Jordan. Gable and Jordan. Vodvillans. Vodvillans. It's ridiculous, man. I I I can't believe it. It's. And then the fact that the WWE's tag team division is abysmal. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, even though New Day's over as hell. Yeah, but I think... I see them more of a freebird stable. I don't look yeah. at them as a tag team because there's more than two. Well, of they're them. kind of running them into the ground on the main product. Yeah. I think that they found one thing that people were enjoying, and then they just like that was it. So yeah. They just they overexposed them yeah and i feel like it's getting a little overdone now yeah uh but actually triple h (coughs) uh just said I, i pulled up the quote here um he said we just have to become more disciplined and more creative with how we do things and how we operate the shows we've had some unfortunate situations with injuries and everything else it's on us to be more creative and come up with a better format and a better show mm-hmm. uh, he also said we hear people's frustrations and a lot of ways feel the same it's fixing it and trying to fix it it is what it is how we fix it we're not 100 percent sure yet but we will get there trust me mm-hmm. so that's I, the, I agree with him it, it's not as if they're you know, as long as Vince is alive there's always gonna be shit that people hate because yeah. he's gonna try to shove stuff down our throat. But if if Triple H can get his noggin in there and get enough of his influence on at least the low, mid and, you know, up to the up right up to the main event guys, yeah. I mean we can have something interesting to watch. You still got Owens um, you know... Who Brian just said, if he gets to come back, he wants to work with Owens. Oh, man. First few back. No-brainer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that... That's the other thing, you know, the uncertainty of Daniel Bryan coming back, because it's the... It'd be the perfect time to clear him. Yeah. To come back and save the company from these shitty ratings. Yeah. I mean, just have his music hit and fucking come out. It, He could work on the... On nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have him in a feud with a fucking dummy. Yeah. Like a crash test dummy, and people would fucking watch it. So, the fact that they're not clearing him, you know, I, I just don't fucking, I don't understand the advantage of it. Because if he gets another concussion, then, okay. hmm But, you know, it's not like the dude has a broken neck. He's yeah. not Peyton Manning. You yeah. You know, he... He had the neck thing, and the neck thing's good. Right. So, I just, I think you bring him back, give him a shot. He's, he's, a potential savior of your company. I understand if they wouldn't throw him right into the main event picture with what's happened the last two times, you know. Right. But ease him back into it.
1: Yeah. Put him,
0: put him in a program for, you know, with Owens and. Shit, have Owens go over him, you know? Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to win the IC belt. He doesn't need a belt to be... Or, hell, he could chase it for a while. Yeah. And they could make that months and months, and yeah. that would make the prestige of the the IC title go through the roof, yeah. you know? Yeah. Especially if Owens, you know, had his number a little bit, and they mm-hmm. traded wins back and forth, and in the title matches, something always happens to keep him, keep him from getting the belt. I mean, it's... It's fucking day one wrestling, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, these people that are in it, in the company, I don't know if it's because they've been in the business so long that they think people don't want to see that anymore, but that's it's, what wrestling is, that's why we watch. It's It has to be, it has you know? to be him saying, well, oh, we, we've we been there and done that, so yeah. we're not
1: going to do that, uh, you know?
0: <laughs> Then, then he has fucking you know he's shoving Reigns down everybody's throat. Yeah, and the poor guy, Reigns can have a good match. Yeah, he, he just can. sucks on the mic. Yeah, they're they're doing. You don't have to shove him down people's throats. He was popular in the Shield. Yeah, he was as a heel, and he was you know, even in the early stages of him going solo, people liked him. You know, they wanted Reigns and. Th- but then when you so obviously are shoving somebody down people's throats and just... And also you're playing to his weaknesses. Yeah. And I, just highlighting everything about him that's terrible yeah. week after week, you know. it's yeah. Strong in-ring, you know, performances. He's not the most interesting, but, you know, he, he's he got kind of a Cena-like moveset where he, he does all the things he does pretty damn well. Yeah. Yeah. But he's just not a talker yet. I don't know but if the idea is... He might not ever is. be. Yeah, maybe know? the idea is, well, we got to get him, get him on the mic more often so he's more comfortable, but it, it just doesn't seem like that's the way to do it with Well, I think him. Vince just wants him to be The Rock. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're giving him these little quips. Yeah. You know, with The Rock, it's like, how did he say Rudy Pooh Candy Ass and get that over? And then Rain says, you're a tater tot, and people just laugh because it's a fucking joke. It's because they're not the same person. The Rock yeah. is one of the most charismatic... He's like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's just got a charisma that other people just don't have. You're, you either have it or you fucking don't. He gets on the mic with confidence. Right. And Reigns, you can tell he's trying not to fuck up. Yeah, he's what? trying not to muff his lines up. But or the, the Rock r- is, is just like... He was a natural. I mean, you know... Those guys were given much more freedom back then to just yeah. go out there and talk. They weren't, I don't think, trying to remember lines. Everything yeah. that Rain says, almost everything anyone says now, you can tell it was rehearsed. Yeah. It was like, here's your script for tonight. Yep. And it's just all rigid. And it yeah. sucks. They got to let guys. I think the only guy who kind of gets his own shit over is Bray Wyatt. Well, yeah. I mean. Because he, no one else could write that. Right. <laughs> He's just. He inhabits that character, and he he basically goes out there and riffs, and mm. it's just gold. But it's just it's it's shocking good. to me that they can't see the <laughs> the irony in that. It's right. Like, there's one guy that we allow this freedom, and he's the one who actually does well. Yeah. He's the one who who people you know yeah. kind of look to as the example of what a guy should be on the mic, mm-hmm. and. uh... I don't know why they don't think anyone else can do that. Yeah. Because if you... You have to... You have to take some chances. And I think that's... That's why WWE's product stagnates. Because they play it safe too much. Yeah. And then it just gets stale. It gets stale so quick when you're playing it safe and just... Kane versus Reigns in the main event. And all this... You know, Big Show versus this guy. It's like...
1: Here comes the big guy. It's Ryback. No one
0: gives a shit. You have to... I mean, Triple H knows better than anybody. And I think it's... There's probably a lot of stuff between him and Vince that people don't know about. Because, you know, he knows the business from the inside. Mm -hmm. But then Vince is Vince. So... (laughs) The dude is... He owns the company and he's not known for being very collaborative. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Is that about it? We did movies, video games. We did comic books, wrestling. TT Boys. I think it, yeah, I think Search it's light. time to come back to, to TT Boys again. A little, r- r- a little rapid fire TT Boys. All right, let's rapid fire. Down here. a couple, but going strong here. Let's see here. Pull up our trending topics. How do you think CM Punk is feeling about all this shit? <laughs> he, I just read that he said he would not come back to the WWE if they offered him $50 million. <laughs> and I believe him. I believe him too. But there were a bunch of butthurt dickheads on Squared Circle, you know, who were like, uh,. Or no, I'm sorry. It was not Squared Circle. I read this on the Yes Wrestling group that I'm a part of on Facebook. And, um, you know, a bunch of these dumbasses were like, Oh, well, everyone's got a price and he's bullshitting and all this other stuff. And it's like, no, I think that you seriously don't get how much he disliked being there. Yeah, And And that... Well, then someone makes the point. Well, he just you know, guys get away from the business and they come back because they miss the business. They miss wrestling. And I'm thinking, if he really missed wrestling, he would just go back to Ring of Honor Honor and do a few shows there. Yep. Um, And we might still see that. We might. Yeah. After his UFC run, I mean, who knows how long that's going to last? And if he takes a couple bad losses, yeah, you can't imagine he's going to stick with it and just keep fighting and getting his ass kicked, so... He seems like a guy who probably doesn't go out and blow his money on, like, gold-plated cars. Right. Uh, (laughs) I'm sure that he probably has a home the size that he needs. Yeah. um, And that he's... Good comic collection. Yeah. Good uh, video game collection. Probably a nice TV. Yeah. Xbox One, PS4, you know, all the amenities. But beyond that, I don't see him... Driving the pimp my ride cars no. and expensive, going to clubs and buying five hundred dollar bottles of champagne for everybody in the whole place. He's just not an extravagant human being. He's a simple guy. So he's probably saved his money well. Right, like probably Carson in, Palmer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Probably invest well. <laughs> yeah. And I really think that if Ultimate Fighting didn't work out, yep, yeah, he would. Uh, He would just kick back, yep. enjoy Blackhawks games. Yep, and uh, I know he loves writing for Marvel and yeah. stuff. Yeah, so it's that not like he has drugs. no income source. You know, yeah. he can get other work. <laughs> not but, to mention all the money he's already made. I yeah, mean, and that if he wanted to go and wrestle somewhere... Anyone would have him, right? So, it, and it, so there's no reason for him to go back to the shit show that no. is WWE, unless if it was for the love of the game, he would go back for Ring of Honor. Yeah, he wouldn't go back to the WWE. That's or if they, maybe if Vince died, maybe then he <laughs> maybe would if Vince it. passed away, I I see him making amends with Triple H and coming back. But yeah, Vince is just. I don't know. I wish he was 80 and not 70, you know, because we may have to wait several more years for that dude to, to. It's unfortunate that you th- have to think like that, but that he's unknowingly just destroying wrestling. Yeah. Because he bought out the competition in WCW, and there's nothing left, really, but the niche companies. You know, is the next closest budget-wise, and people people think with good reason that TNA's a joke because yeah. for the most part it is. Yeah. So it's not like there's a chance of another WCW coming up and and whipping whipping up on Vince and really making making it worthwhile for him to pump out a good product. It's just yeah. there's no when there's no competition, what's the incentive to put out anything that's worth a shit? And then if the WWE were to fail somehow and you know go under, go bankrupt, then what do you got? You got nothing left. So it, it there's more at stake than people think. But there's always New Japan. So yep, and Ring of Honor and, and Ring Lucha of Honor and Lucha Underground, PWG. So. Yeah, there's, you won't there's have good a stuff. huge you know Walmart of wrestling anymore. But yeah. maybe that would be the best thing. You know. Um a couple trending things here before we finish up uh go back to Fallout Bethesda Softworks developer announces target the retail store mm-hmm. to receive shipments of Fallout themed Jones Soda okay I I read that earlier actually believe it or not and uh I really want to try their Nuka-Cola Quantum I think uh Jones Soda makes a quality quality soda Never had a Jones flavor that I didn't like, so it'd be cool to kick back and drink a drink a Nuca Cola quantum while playing a little Fallout Four. <laughs> <laughs> uh here's one I don't know why this is trending. Um I, I guess it's uh Wyan Hawaii. hmm Or Y I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> Video posted online shows rats at Chinese food restaurant after closing. Do you think that's trend-worthy? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean... Wouldn't you just want to, like, report them to the local... Yeah, that's something you'd see on, like, Channel 5 News. <laughs> yeah. You know, rats found at a local restaurant. Not something that'd be trending worldwide. There's a, a rat in video. this restaurant. Man, this is going to go viral. <laughs> go viral with this one. Uh, maybe there's so many rats or something. Like, it, maybe it's just an over-the-top amount of rats <laughs> for it to go viral. And the fact that the video it exists is another thing because usually when you get reports on that stuff it's just hearsay or it's being reported by a boring white person but if you see a video of rats running around maybe it's more impactful I don't know I don't know sorry that Chinese restaurant needs to get their shit together or you're going to be shut down yeah (laughs) Scrabble Man memorizes French dictionary to win French Scrabble Championship. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope it was worth it. I hope the prize money made it worth his while to sit around and memorize a French dictionary. What do That's you think you get for that? I Think it's a hundred thousand? Maybe a Hundo thou. I don't know. That's being pretty generous. I'm thinking maybe fifty. <laughs> <laughs> maybe fifty. Fifty K. Yeah win the French Scrabble Championships. If you're talking World Scrabble Championships. But, I don't know. You know. Alright, we'll close out with this one. (laughs) Pontchartrain Expressway. Christmas trees given to homeless living under New Orleans Highway. (laughs) Do you think they would have preferred like some food or... Food, water, shelter, (laughs) anything but Christmas trees. Here's a Christmas tree. Yeah. Uh... And you will have no presence underneath (laughs) of this because, uh, you're homeless and, um... Not to mention, I mean, good point about you're not, (laughs) you're gonna have a pretty bare spot underneath your Christmas tree, but, uh, Christmas trees don't burn that well. No. It's fun to burn them. My dad used to always throw ours in the fire every year and... You get a nice show because all the water and the pine needles, you know, creates kind of like a spark-like effect. And it, you know, it's cool to look at, but it burns really quick. And once it's done, it's done. Yeah. You're not going to get much heat once you've burned through your your little pine tree there. So. I'm sure you I'm sure you meant that uh, that would ha- take place after Christmas. After Christmas, yeah. So the story would the story would change dramatically if it were like my dad <laughs> <laughs> uh, about you 5 days the, before it, Christmas used to <laughs> throw the tree in the fireplace and burn it up. <laughs> All the ornaments and lights and yeah, everything attached to it. <laughs> Yeah, you don't. Yeah, but uh, that that makes me think of you know missionaries who go to go to third world countries and give out Bibles instead of food. Yeah, I mean, maybe they hope that by putting Christmas trees underneath the expressway that people will feel compelled to go and leave Mm -hmm. gifts for them on uh, Christmas Eve. I don't know. I really don't understand. That's not Uh, how being homeless works. Is there? (laughs) Are they plugged in? They have a (laughs) generator, or is it just like pine trees? Here's what it is. It's a it's a it's a cover up. It's a flim-flam. Uh-huh. Uh, what they're really doing is get, getting rid of a bunch of unwanted trees that no one wants to buy. Well yeah, it's all the, so the the trees throwing left throwing them, over at the lot. Yeah, they're just throwing them under the bridge where the <laughs> They're even, live. They they did not even stand them up right. No. There's a pile of Christmas yeah. trees. Dump truck backs in, yeah. Deet, 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 yeah, and just dumps a shitload of trees right on your home there. On the homeless people. On the homeless. Like <laughs> right on top of them. Trying to crawl out yeah. of pine needles, and they're getting cut. Right. This is just a way of sugarcoating it. Yeah. But really, what they did was they used uh, the underpass as their refuse bin. Yeah. For uh, for unwanted uh, Christmas trees. that weren't good of, enough for the average consumer. Makes so. me think of the guy uh, from uh, Bob and Tom who calls in from time to time from the hardware store. Uh-huh. You ever hear him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just called the other day, and they were like, hey, do you have any uh, do you have any pumpkins left over there from Halloween? <laughs> he said he had like, something like about 250. <laughs> Has a fine selection of Christmas trees from like holiday two thousand five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, stop treating the homeless people like that. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, there's some survival things you can do with pine needles, but you can't really. Yeah. You're not gonna eat them. There for are better meal. things that you could have given the homeless people right. uh, this Christmas season. Yeah, so just tell them to fuck off. Don't. Yeah. Pour your unwanted shit trees on them. You know, they don't want that. <laughs> Alright, let's recap then. Um, homeless so are being... Homeless dumped are being on. shit on. Dumped on. Yeah. Pine needles everywhere under the underpass. Yeah. Uh, lots of stab wounds, lots of... Uh, One other thing, who's going to clean up? that up? Well, the, I'd imagine it's just going to rot... You know, that's a an, big. That's an eyesore. Yeah, be a, It'll be a big, uh, like a. You know, uh, uh, what do they call it in the backyard? You have a uh, like compost. A, a pile? compost pile. <laughs> Starting a, the big. O- the New Orleans path. compost pile. And they're hoping that enough. That all the homeless people just die yeah. underneath the big pile of trees, and it'll just be a massive, compost heap that they can then use for. Um, you know, manure and yeah. things, you know, yeah. planting. Yeah, citywide. Uh, compost. Yeah. For the city of New Orleans.
1: they <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs>
0: we'll use it to plug up the levees if they ever have another problem. Could be. Uh, WWE sucks. Yeah. Pretty um, bad. Uh, Fallout's fun. Fallout 4, definitely. Hope you get a chance when you're done with Metal Gear and whatever else you have on, on yeah, deck sure. to get to it. Yeah. So. Um, what else? I uh, talked about Violent Femmes, I'll yep. check them out, Circa to Survive is really good. Yeah, Bender's going to check out Circa, Yeah. Uh, you I guess uh, John Fogarty, uh, John Fogarty. Uh, always has a good selection of ice creams <laughs> at his shows. <laughs> He looks uh, good for his age, too. Yeah, he, he ages does. really well. Um, Weezer, uh, <laughs> Weezer's good. Um, what else? Oh, new Star Wars will exceed everyone's expectations and be a a masterpiece. It'll be a masterpiece. Start of a new era. Yep. Which, Agriculture. Yep. Chiromania. Yep. Chiromania. right now. Running wild. <laughs> <laughs> for all the chiromaniacs out there, you know, stay tuned to this story because I have a feeling it's not over yet. Yeah, this is, yeah, send us any additional info you have for any any of our Egyptian listeners. I know our listener base there is pretty strong, so yeah. um, if you have any inside info on the chiromania, um, just let us know. We'd love to break. And hashtag that. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag Chiromania. chiromania. On Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Instagram. Yep, yep. So get the word out. Yeah. All right, well, that's uh, that's our show for tonight, for this week. Yep. And uh, we will see you guys on the video show. Yes. Have a good one. Enjoy your uh, whatever, what have you.